God is with you. Let us pray. Giver of love's law, in whom there is no blandness, no dullness of oppression, liberate us from all that numbs compassion to find in your commands light undimmed and flavor unrestrained. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Last March, my family and I made the trip across the pond to visit Mary Beth's sister and her family in Italy. Some of you probably remember this. My brother-in-law was studying violin luthery, so their family spent the year there in a town called Cremona, which is where Stradivari made his famous violins. We visited them there in Cremona, but we also went down to Tuscany and Umbria. One day, we took a drive to Assisi, the birthplace and hometown of St. Francis. And as we drove into Perugia, the big city near Assisi, we saw a wide, lush valley opening up to the south with big mountains on either side. In the distance... Halfway up one of the mountains was a gorgeous town. Even from miles away, you could see that this town was special. And as a fan of St. Francis and his love of nature and his heart for the poor, I always assumed that Assisi was a modest place. Instead, it is a palatial wonder made from a cream pinkish-beige limestone called Scaglia Rosa. This light stone and the buildings of Assisi provide a grand terrace from which to view the valley. The stark contrast between the green and brown of the mountainside and the cream stone of the city make Assisi visible from far away. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Just as Assisi and St. Francis inspire those who witness them and their legacy, we are called to let our light shine before others. We are called to share the beauty we see, to speak out to the injustice we witness and provide a vision for its remedy. In the prophetic tradition of Dr. King's dream, through our experiences, through our heritage, through our DNA, each of us casts a different light that collectively reveals love eternal. In the same way that salt is a particular flavor, you offer the world your specific perspective and experience, and together we flavor the whole. This week, the whole world was flavored by a balloon. A mysterious Chinese balloon the size of three buses was spotted 60,000 feet over Montana. The mystery orb was enough to disintegrate international relations and inspire many of us to ponder the prospect 
of military tensions between the U.S. and China. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither can a balloon over the United States. Our decisions flavor not only our lives, but the lives of those around us. Remember the SNL skit, Debbie Downer? Debbie Downer couldn't refrain from sharing the saddest news imaginable in totally inappropriate scenarios. They play that trombone. When Jesus speaks of the light we shine, he means the light of love. When he calls his disciples the salt of the earth, he means that they have the flavor of eternal love. Jesus is calling us to be our best selves. He sets the bar high. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. Sharing love eternal requires being our best selves. Don't phone it in. Don't lose your flavor. Don't hide your light. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to God. You being you, your best you, gives glory to God. A few weeks ago, we had the violinist Isaac here with us at St. Mike's, and we talked about Bach and about how Bach inscribed every piece of music with soli deu gloria, to God be the glory, or glory to God only. Sometimes we misplace glory, thinking it's about us, but it's never about us. Some describe this as less ego, more id, or less lowercase self and more capital S self. Our identity and mystical unity with the divine, with that which is and was and will be. Letting your light shine is ultimately not about you. In a recent On Being episode, Krista Tippett read a line from William Stratford's, Stratford's poem, Vocation, which said, Your job is to figure out what the world is trying to be. You are the light of the world. And what is the world trying to be? When I came to summer camp, when I went to summer camp in Indiana in junior high, our cabin would play games against other cabins, basketball, volleyball, and the like, just enough to keep everyone out of trouble. In our cabin, soccer was the most important sport. We had a few kids from the Midwest and some from Mexico who were really good at soccer. There was one kid who we'll call Bobby to protect the innocent. Bobby was always juggling soccer balls. Bobby had like a complete Umbro outfit or several of them, which were like super cool at the time. They were like the cool thing to wear. In practices, he'd do all these like fancy shots. Bobby was a showboater. He was less interested in helping the team win than he was in looking cool. He'd hog the ball and then blow simple plays by doing something showy. But we also had this kid we called El Tanque. For the life of me, I can't remember his real name. 
because we only really called him El Tanque. He was a stout Mexican kid from Guadalajara. He played defense. And El Tanque could score a goal all the way across the field from our 18, from our penalty box. He never did any fancy dribbling, but wherever he wanted to kick the ball, it went exactly there. The whole field would stop when he kicked a long ball. We'd watch in awe of this ball flying over the field like a Chinese weather surveillance balloon. A ball crossing a field cannot be hidden. It enlightens everyone. That was how our team did well, not with showboating, but with good, solid kicks. As I've said before, this Jesus way is less of a we thing and more, less of a me thing and more of a we thing. The you in you are the salt of the earth is second person plural, as in y'all. Y'all are the salt of the earth. Y'all are the light of the world. You all together flavor the world. When we all bring our best selves, we form a city on the hill of eternity. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.